A Life of Purpose. Hi and welcome back to the Accord Sessions, the place where we do everyday talk about our extraordinary God. Well, hello, Naomi. Hello. Well, yes, it's I'm only saying hello because um, have I can't get over how your voice has returned. I know. Really I bad. suppose you can tell week by week that your jaw's been able to move a lot more. Yeah. Because definitely. we can understand you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, like there's still certain letters. Yes. That I can't quite do. Yeah. Like B. B. And T. Yes. So they're a bit tricky. Yes. But no, I think it's... it's yeah, you do pretty yeah. good. I mean, because like, I was expecting to come out and like not be able to talk yeah. at all. But we did notice that you woofed down some food oh. earlier a bit quick, which was nice because you have been taking seven years to eat a banana, haven't you? Yeah. Well, because Craig popped into the studio this morning. Oh, Lord. And then he bought me a bacon um, roll. roll. Yeah. That's the first bacon I've had since the there surgery. You go, he heaven. is the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, <laughs> a man so turning much. up with bacon, I mean, can, does it get oh. any better? Forget the flowers, just bring yeah. me some bacon. It was amazing. I mean, it, it did take me a little while to eat, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, well, we're in a funny old place, you and me, aren't we? Because yeah. we're kind of in that lull um, because we're getting ready for vacay yeah. next week. Um, yeah, we get. this is what, our third vacation together? Second. Second? Yeah, it's only the second You one. only came on one with me before to yeah. Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're off to uh, Spain. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going, uh, there's a, a little gang of us, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we can't wait. We are ready for our vacation, aren't we? Yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. My kids are very excited. So, uh, yeah, so we're looking for that, looking forward to that. Yeah. And, of course, we've got our conference this weekend in yes. Cardiff, which we're really looking forward to. Yeah. Oh, just been, God's been sort of doing so much already, mm. hasn't he? Getting yeah. us all ready. Um, and working in our hearts. And yeah. that's been really spectacular. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to seeing what God's going to do this weekend. Um, and just looking forward to reaching out to the people in the place where we live. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Just seeing those people is going to be amazing. I know. And just sort of having new people come in that are hungry. Yeah. It's just been so lovely, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. So we can't wait to see what God is going to do. Definitely. But I thought we'd have a chat today about really all of that and then some more. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we'd talk um, about this week about living a life of purpose. Mm. And if you're following over on our Facebook group at the moment, we have done weeks and weeks, I think, yeah. of teaching all around purpose, yeah. um, sort of servanthood, mm-hmm. sort of looking at um, divine purpose. Yeah. Um, looking at hunger, mm-hmm. um, looking at the difference between salvation and giving your life to God. Yeah. And um, to me, this is something I just don't seem to be able to get away from at the moment, is that for us, when we get saved, we kind of think that we have found that yeah. somehow, don't we? Yeah. That we have made the discovery, Eureka! Yeah. You know, we found God. <laughs> And it's it's true that yeah. that is a conviction of our own heart to come close to him. But he found us. Yeah. I mean, that was all in divine purpose. Yeah. Um, but it's easy to get saved and get caught up in all the wonderfulness and loveliness of that. Yeah. And then not consider that actually what we have just done is give our lives to Christ. Yeah. Which means they are no longer our own. Yeah. And... There is a difference between getting saved and having salvation and then living your life unto God. Yeah. And I know that that's a personal um, 
sort of burden of mine really is to really encourage people to pursue Christ for all the days of their Mm. life uh, because there is such divine purpose and fulfillment within serving him but I do realize that some people get their salvation and they think phew I'm in the Lamb's Book of Life I know I've secured my place yeah um and then they live their life not serving yeah. God. And I think there are a lot of people out there like that. And some of that's not down to choice. Some mm. of that's because they don't understand yeah. that there is a life to be lid, uh, lived in Christ. Yeah. It's not been taught to them or shown them. Um, so there are lots of different reasons. It's not yeah. just a stubbornness yeah. in our heart to not serve him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just know that for me personally, that is where mm. really all the good stuff is found is in my servanthood to him yeah and that is where really i experience life in the utter full fullness Mm. um and it's like i can't wait for my vacay i cannot wait to be in that swimming pool and reading a book um and being you know having that time Mm. of rest and uh sort of just enjoyment but i'm more excited about the conference yeah because to me that is where my fulfillment and complete joy is mm. um and it's not a competition you can't have you can have both yeah you know um but just knowing that we are building things and contributing to things that he has ordained yeah changes everything for me yeah absolutely like it really does and i think that you know you're talking about like servanthood there and even like the hunger and thirst part of it yeah and it's like that's something that for me i've been kind of looking at quite a lot recently mm. because that's something that i don't, it was it's almost like it was missing right i wasn't i wasn't getting it about things mm. i wasn't getting that like oh yeah you know that kind of feeling so maybe i mean tell me you yeah. you know you tell me yeah. <laughs> but what i'm hearing you say there is that because you've always served God, yeah. name. you've never not, yeah. you know, you've always been, even as a kid you did, you yeah. know, um, but so you've always been in service, mm. but maybe you didn't, weren't experiencing the full joy of servanthood yeah. um, and maybe that's what was missing. That's kind of what I'm hearing. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, even, I, mean, I think we've talked about it before on podcasts when we used to all live in Abergavenny yeah. in a little kind of town yeah. in this big house together. Mm-hmm. And I loved that because it was like I was literally right. I mean, I was five, six. Yeah. And I was right in the middle of the I mean, to be action. fair, you were a deacon from about the age of five. Yeah. We, you know, we never did anything without you in tow. Yeah. I was like, I would follow around. <laughs> you, always, you were very good at putting things out yes. and clearing things away. Anything, and yeah, literally. you were very good at all that. You know, even if it was just like welcoming people. Yeah, you were very good at that. I was like, hi, hi. <laughs> and it's like, I think that at that point, I didn't, I didn't really understand what I had right because i was just in the middle of it and i was yeah. like this is incredible and i can remember even at that point like you guys would kind of have meetings in the evenings and i wasn't allowed to be in them because it was my bedtime and that just killed me because i, I was remember like, many of time if you sat on the stair oh i was like i want to be in there <laughs> because it's like that's where the joy in the life is yeah. and it's like why can't i get access to that wow and just because i'm you know five and i gotta go to bed and like no i want to be in there <laughs> So it's like at that point I had it. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think that that's something that kind of over time, unless you guard that mm. and really kind of keep it safe, you can lose that. 
Yeah. And it gets to the point where you you're still doing the same things. Mm. But I think that it really is about like the heart physician on how you see it and how you approach those things. Yeah. Whether it is that from that place of like complete joy mm. and like loving it. Yeah. Or whether it then almost starts to become a bit more of just something that you do well it's not a duty is it yeah sort of serving god and and living a life that's purposed it, it is not a duty mm. although our heart position is one of utter respect for yes. what we're doing so i i think for where things go wrong for me is when i feel that obligation mm. to do things for yeah. god um where versus just that flowing out of me yeah because it's my utter joy and I, I'm connected to the understanding of yeah, what exactly. that means to God. Yeah. So, you know, we can't talk about things like that without talking about Craig. Yeah. Because, <laughs> as you said, Craig's already been in here with goodies, yeah. pastries he this did, morning. He did leave things um, off. Because the conference this weekend was back birthed out of actually Craig's heart. Yeah. And um, I've got to tell you that Craig is somebody that does nothing unless he hears God. Yeah. It's just how he is. And so from the minute he came home and said, God has dropped this in my heart, mm. I have never seen a more faithful servant. Yeah. So we're talking months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so he would just come to me and say, um, I know we've got a free day today. I know there's things to be done, but you need to know that today I need to put some side time aside to get this ready for the conference mm. and literally you know craig works two hours away two three hours away sometimes yeah. in traffic and he so he travels sometimes six hours a day to get to his job and he comes home at seven o'clock at night exhausted and before he's even taken his shoes off that computer is open yeah. and he is looking at worship for the meetings or god speaking to him and literally everything is second to that yeah um, but yet, that's his complete joy. Yeah, that's his fun. That's mm. his his where his happiness is, and it has actually then contributed to a huge amount of energy mm. and joy within our household because yeah. of that. And so that's what I love. And for me, that's how my heart operates mm. as well. Um, I've always served God. I've always loved God. Yeah. And to me, that is the most sacred thing that I have is the freedom and the opportunity to serve God. Mm. Now, it doesn't mean that you have a full-time ministry because not everybody's called to that. Yeah. But it means that whatever we do, you know, his purposes are first. Yeah. Um, that there isn't that struggle between what we want and what he wants. Mm. And I have um, been around people in my time that really do not have a healthy a platform or a, or a system within their body mm. um, of freedom yeah. because they just ultimately have such a hold on what they think they should be doing in mm. their life um, where it's you just sense that utter struggle that even if you say well can you do this there's I need to consider that if whether that's good for me yeah and to me that just creates it, it it's almost like there is a, a fast flowing river and somebody immediately puts a dam yeah in it yeah so it's true that um you can't make people servants mm. 
that comes from a heart position of freedom um, and relationship with God. Mm. But it's very easy to serve what you love. Yes. And it's very easy to serve what has your heart. And when we struggle to fulfill the things of God, um, because ultimately what's creeping in is that overwhelming sense of wanting to please ourselves or consider whether that's good for us or what it will cost us. Yeah. To me, those are always little red flags mm. that there isn't a heart that's completely devoted or open to the things of God, mm. the requirements of yeah. God. Um, and that happens for lots and lots of reasons. Not only will, mm that can happen because of fear it can happen because of not knowing who we are it can happen for lots of reasons but ultimately you know we've given our lives to him Mm. and that means a life of service yeah yeah it's interesting what you said just then about the fear of kind of part of it because i was looking at 1 samuel 12 verse 24 Mm. where it says only fear the lord and serve him in truth with all your heart for consider how great the things are that he has done for you. Yeah. And I just, I love that. I do it's too. Like, yeah, like, I mean, the things that he does for us are beyond. Well, They're incredible. Last podcast, you and I were talking about this weird little place that we've been mm. in for a few weeks where we feel very vague yeah. and almost in limbo and we don't really know what we want mm-hmm. and you know we're usually quite decisive aren't we yeah. on things and we there's a, there's a we're driven by purpose and and we're also led by that um so there's always things to build it's very not very often that we're in a place where we don't know what to do or yeah. that we're vague but we've been in this really odd little sort of um I don't know what you call it, mood, really, these last couple of weeks, um, of really not strong enough to be seeking because we don't feel that we we don't know, uh, if that makes any sense. Um, But it just feels like we're just, you know, we're trying to get going on things and it's just almost like it doesn't happen. It's not there. The energy's not there. Um, the desire and the mm. absolute joy and all all the stuff that we look to to do things yeah. just wasn't there. Um, so one of the rules that we have here is that no work is better than a dead work. Yeah. So we'll never do things just for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, but we also have to discern whether it's breakthrough that's needed mm. or waiting. Yeah. And so this season has been very odd um, because there's lots to do and we can get we could push on yeah but we haven't felt that have we so yeah. actually i mean i know i haven't i've hardly been in the studio for the last couple of weeks i've yeah. been at home with my kids yeah because it's their vacation time and that actually has been very very good for mm. me and correct yeah um but also what i have come to believe is is that this little season that we've had has been not about um being vague mm or not knowing what to do, although it might feel like that. Yeah. But it's ultimately been about being led. Yeah. And you know what it's like, especially if you're married to Craig Crosby, <laughs> is that we can be on a road somewhere and he'll go, oh, I'm not go- I don't have a good feel about this. And you're yeah. like, oh, no, what do you mean? No, I've just got a feeling this isn't right. And I'm like, no, it's right. The sat-nav is telling us, no, no I just got a feeling. Mm. Bearing in mind, he's never been this way before. It's in yeah. a different part of the country that we've never been to. Wow. And you're like, how on earth can you get a feel that this isn't right? Yeah. And we've never been here before. And in, and before you know it, 
he'll he'll you know he'll sort of hang in there but then there'll come a point where he goes right let's just try this and he just you know goes off on a down a country lane somewhere and you're like no no (laughs) don't do it but you know what nine times out of ten he's absolutely right yeah and it's so annoying (laughs) um but you know there's that sort of almost struggle yeah or annoyance when you are about to be led off a different way than you believe is right yeah and that's kind of how it is in this season yeah is that you know we are led by purpose so we do kind of know Mm. where things are and we have energy that matches that and and personality that matches that we facilitate Mm -hmm. what god wants um through what we do yeah but all of a sudden we're in this season where we can't just do business as usual yeah and it's just really frustrating so initially we jump to well something must be wrong mm. you know yeah something must be wrong you know obviously naomi must be in sin not me because <laughs> i'm you know perfect um oh that's the first thing she must be in sin she yeah. must be bringing sin into the camp because we can't do what god's called us to do yeah well of course that's all nonsense yeah but it's just all of a sudden god is just putting the slowness yes he's putting that pause yeah he's a and we know because of what God has revealed to us mm. is that he's changing direction. Yeah. He's changing the path. Yeah. And with that comes new requirements. Yes. And we want to just run ahead mm-hmm. and do business. And he's like, no, no, I need to see the, the change in your heart. Yeah. Before we even think about going out. Yeah. And doing the practicals. And that's where we are. And yeah. I think we're, we're comfortable with that now, aren't yeah, we? Yeah. yeah, I think so. And I think that's such a good kind of way of describing it too. Because... What, the frustration of Craig Crosby? <laughs> that sounds like a great book title, it doesn't does, it? It does, doesn't it? Honestly, it would, be, it, would, it would be a series. A podcast series? It would be, it would be a multiple <laughs> library. It does sound good. <laughs> but it's like, I think that's such a good way to put it because, I mean, in the natural, like there's so much that we could be doing. Oh, it's piled high. And it's like, I mean, even I think it was, was it Monday that we came in and we were like, right, let's do a podcast or Tuesday. I can't remember which day it was, Monday or Tuesday. And it's like, it's now Thursday and we're doing the podcast. But it's like, you can't do things, as you've said, just for the sake of doing it. We got 500,000 topics. We can go. We're good to go. But it's like, if it's not right, Right. then you can't do it. But it's like, if the energy isn't there. Yeah. Or if, if we know that this is exactly what God wants. Yeah then why do it yeah but it's like even i mean i've been kind of using the studio quite a lot recently (laughs) it's kind of like my second little home because i mean i love my little flat yeah but sometimes you just need get out to get out and Mm. kind of get somewhere different and also like we have the desks in the studio which mean that you can fit quite a lot on them and you know even just coming down and like there's been a few days where i've kind of just done Bible study in here yeah nice and it's like that's one of the things that it's like I've kind of almost like rediscovered my love of Bible study again beautiful and just I mean that's led I mean pull back like I've literally like talked your ear off for weeks (laughs) about the things I found in the Bible well hey there's worse things to have your ear chewed off about (laughs) I mean you know you could tell me as much as you want about what you get out of the word of God that's a good thing but it's like I think we had the we had the um the 5,000 Jesus feeding the the 5,000 Jeremiah then we moved on to an Elijah and the widow Mm. and like that would come in I've been like oh my gosh let me tell you what I found well let me sit down first yeah (laughs) get that kettle on (laughs) 
but it's like that kind of it's almost like that fire in me has almost been mm. like reignited that's great where it's like and it's like now I'm in the place where I'm like I want to put together like studies on these yeah. people I want to actually kind of well, use this and go forward well it's interesting isn't it because it's easy to label yourself or others mm. or situations whatever yeah it's easy when you're in that place where god's about to change or move you mm. into new areas of purpose it's so easy to think everything is falling apart in that moment yeah mainly because all your ritualistic ways or e- even if they're good mm-hmm. yes yeah. so you know, there's lots in the word of God that's ritualistic, mm-hmm. that is completely valid. It's, it will never go. Yeah. But the ways we do it will change. Yeah. So healing will never be exempt yeah. until there's no need for it. Yeah. Um, you know, divine leadership, government, mm-hmm. um, moving in the gifts of the spirit. Yeah. Prayer, you know, communion. Yeah. Those things will never cease until there is no need for them Mm. um so you know people have been doing those for thousands of years but the way that we do those will possibly be changed Mm. by god as he feels fit yeah um as it brings it into present truth yeah um or not it's up to god um but you know in that little lull it's so easy to think that you're losing Mm something your faith in god your hunger your fervency but it's not it's just that the systems and the ways that you got to god Mm. maybe of becoming valid or old yeah and so you have this little vague period with god as he moves you out of the cave Mm. um which is our security yeah and we find new ways mm. to find him. We just find our bearings with yeah. him because he's moved. Yeah. And it's like, where, where are you? You know, you just take a moment to find your bearings. Mm. Um, as we will find out next week on our holly, holly bods yeah. because Craig l- hates the vagueness of a new place. Oh. So if he doesn't know, he likes to know where everything is yeah. and he like, and Paul's the same. Yeah. So Paul, Paul and Craig will probably go out on a recce, won't they, <laughs> um, next Thursday yeah. around Spain. Um, they want to know where things are and how we get to them and just find their bearings. Yeah. And that's kind of how we are spiritually in this mm. season, where we've come out of one place and into another and he's still with us, absolutely. Yeah. But we think we can't find him. Yeah. Because he's not where he used to be. Yeah. Um, but he's he's definitely here. Oh, yeah. He's definitely with us. Yeah. But we just have to wait on him and mm. find him. Yeah. Um, so we've got to have a maturity about us in that. Mm. And that's not the place to mourn yeah. what we feel we have lost. But it is the time then to get excited mm. about something that's going to be better. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And I think sometimes, like, in that place, you almost feel like a loss of control. Yeah. Because... Well, hello. Yeah, because everything is not as it was. Yeah. So, you know, you can't rely on any things. No. But you can still rely on him. Yeah. So it's almost like that point where I think then, like, the trust and the faith kind of kicks in 
to a, a newer level because yeah. it's like that's all you got but also you have that kind of moment of simplicity don't you mm. because nothing really satisfies you yeah. we've had this conversation for weeks haven't yes. we where we've had a, some free time so we, you know we sat down to watch a movie and you're like oh i can't sit through this yeah or you think right i'll go for a walk yeah it's okay but you know yeah mm. but you don't really know what it is you're looking for and you try things mm. to fulfill you yeah but they're not quite there yeah um, but what does fulfill me is his word, yeah. his people, yeah, yeah coming together. Mm. And so I know that in this little vague se- season that we've had, sort of getting to the community meeting oh. has been, oh, yeah, literally everything for me because yeah. it's the only thing is that is stable. Yeah, it's the only thing that's constant. Yeah, um, and I do love that. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to having sort of three days of that this oh, week yeah. now. But it was like, I mean, even like after the surgery, I had a week where I was like at home. Yeah. And I was like, great, I can catch up on all the shows I missed. <laughs> I had people kind of messaging me yeah. saying, right, check out this show. And I was like, great, got my list. I've got all the books that I wanted to read. I got everything. Yeah. And I literally tried all of them. Yeah. Nothing worked. Same with me. I tried audiobooks. Yeah. I tried reading them. I tried watching a film. Yeah. And I was like, I'm literally in bed like you know this is the perfect environment yeah perfect and just nothing worked and in the end i actually got the um the the audiobook of the bible listen to that that was the only thing that worked yeah and it was just like you know that sense of just listening to it and being like oh okay familiarity okay. yes knowing where we belong i'm home yeah, yeah. right and it was just Ooh, that I feeling love that. and it's like i was reading other books and i was just like this just isn't there's nothing here it's not it's not feeding me it's not nourishing me it's not doing anything yeah and then you listen to the vibe and you're just like okay this but it's just we i think we're in a season where we have it's like god's giving us new space Mm. to determine our hunger and our thirst for him yeah and i think everybody would say that they were hungry for god Mm. But, you know, when you break that down, we do have to check the, the reality of that. Yeah. Um, because with new hunger comes new requirements. Mm. And um, you know what it's like that if you eat something that was once good for long enough, it doesn't become special anymore. Yeah. And that's kind not that that's how the word of God is or the things of God are, because but when he moves and it's a time for a new thing. Yeah. We can't prefer the garlic and the onions in Egypt, yeah. which is the reason why they obviously never made it to the promised land. Yeah. But I do know that for me, um, I, there is nothing really that feels very stable in my life right now mm. other than him yeah. and his purposes. And it's just I'm realising that the faith that I have in him is no longer completely valid. Mm. It is it is in essence. Yeah. But I need new faith yeah. for new things. Yeah. Um, I need to die for th- new things, mm. not just c- keep falling on my sword for old things. Yeah. Um, I need to step up and experience new heights with him mm. um, that I really do need to carry more of a load, yeah. a burden of his. Yeah. And lay down more of my burdens. Yeah. And I just get this sense of real wooing Mm -hmm. from God in this season where he really has given us plenty of opportunity and space to come closer and deeper. Yeah. Um, 
but he's not looking for people who just want experience. He He's looking for people who want to dwell mm. in that place. Yeah. And I know for me um, that what I'm actually desiring right now is deep longing, deep, deep longing. Yeah. I just don't want to sort of be skim over anything Mm. i want that depth of longing for Mm. him um and because i think that when we're in that place where we hunger and thirst after him and we live that life of purpose Mm. we live that life where we're able to uh, put ourselves in a correct lowliness um and put him in a higher place yeah then that's when life really begins for me Mm. and i know that that's where all things work together for my good. Yeah. Um, but I do know that sometimes where there is a lack of purpose in my life, mm. I try and expect that everything that will count and that yeah. everything will work together for my good and it doesn't. Yeah. But I think that what we need to look at is, is our success yeah. in life. Um, and of course, you have to define success because obviously today is the day that the GCSE results have come out. Yes. And we, um, I went with Blythe to school this morning and she did outstanding. Yeah, I mean, she, she really did top marks. Yeah. And I was so proud of her and happy for her. But she is the most, what's the word name? Chilled. Chilled. <laughs> underwhelmed yeah. person child i've ever met in my life yeah and if she won a nobel peace prize i would find it five years later in the drawer in a plastic bag oh and she wouldn't goodness. tell me and literally she got these outstanding you know outstanding yeah. um grades um she was one of the top in the school yeah and when she left that when i left the house this morning to come here um, I turned around and on the kitchen counter was her GCSE results with a dirty butter knife on top of them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that's Blythe. And when oh, we got goodness. to the school, I said, oh, are you nervous? She went, no, I'm fine. I went, OK. And I said, what did you get? And she read me the results out from the envelope. And she just looked at me and she just went, can we get a Starbucks? And that was it. <laughs> Oh my god. That was it. That is so true. Um but that's that's Blythe. Yeah. You know? She she just takes everything in her stride. Yeah. Um now when Phoebe does, and that'll be another case. Yeah. And I think I'm gonna have to lock her in the car so she doesn't run down the street doing oh. cartwheels and telling everybody that's okay, Phoebe. If that's what <laughs> you want to do, it, that yeah. that's absolutely fine, love, you know? Yeah. Um but it's just that it's just that idea that our life in Christ is designed to be completely successful. Yeah. And if we don't have experience of that, a purpose life is a successful life. Yeah. And it's a life where we exceed. It's a life where we're blessed. Yeah. It's life where we live under real proper grace. Yeah. It's life where we are favoured. Yeah. It's life where all things work together for our good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can really see the comparison of that according to people who don't live yeah. under the purposes of God. And where everything gets that real flavor, isn't it, of struggle mm. and striving and scraping through yeah. and sort of self-effort and slog. Um, and I just, maybe I'm just lazy, you know, but I just, I just haven't got the effort for yeah. that. I haven't got that in me, yeah. you know. And I really want to live under the purposes of God because I love him yeah. and because I want to serve him all the days of my life. Yeah. I just want to. 
Um, but also because I know that if I seek first his kingdom, yes. then all things are added to me. Yeah. But that's not the reason I do it. No. I do it because I want him. Yeah. Um, and because I want to be where he is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I get I get FOMO. Yeah. You know, I get that fear of missing out something chronic. Yeah. And if I know God is doing something, I can't watch that. Yeah. I've got to be involved. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. But in the natural, I'm not like that at all. Yeah. I'm quite happy just to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm quite happy to stand on the sidelines. Yeah. I don't have to be involved in everything. But when it comes to the things of God. Yeah. I really, really don't cope well with that yeah. because my desire is to be where he is. Yeah. My desire is to eat at his table. Yeah. And it's it's it, it, it kills me yeah. to watch him at work and I'm not partaking. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, there's a few things for me that kind of just jump out when you were talking then. The first one is that, is that, that is the abundant life. Oh, right. That's and what's what, abundant life? Which is life far more than we could ever create for ourselves. Right, absolutely. And we, could like, ne- we could never create it. And that's exactly, you know, when you were saying that, it's like, that's exactly what that is, is it's living in that abundant life. Mm. But I was also thinking about, like, the times in Scripture where God said, or Jesus said, like, come to me as children. Yeah. And you think about, like, you know, as adults, we can get so consumed by what's the right thing to do or what should we be doing or where should we be or, Ugh. you know, society says I have to do this or, yeah. you know, it. I'm. Um, it's expected that I do this. Right. So we, we can become so kind of bogged down by what is the right thing to do. Right. But not by, not what it's is not the, the right God thing, thing to exactly. do. Exactly. It's not the right thing by <laughs> God. It's the right thing by us right. or by society. And you think about it, so like even thinking back to what you were saying then about you want to be where God is. Mm. But even thinking back to like, you know, when I was in the manor as a child sat on the steps and it's like just that, that almost like childlikeness of, well, why can't I be in there? Yeah. And just that, you know, someone saying to you, well, it's bedtime. Well, so what? Why can't I be in there? And you know what it's like when you have a child and they keep saying why to you? Yeah. And you say to them, well, no, you can't do that. Why? Right. And it's frustrating but it's almost like that sense of not being constrained yeah. by the restrictions that we place upon ourselves. Yeah. But it's like, well, if God's there, well, why can't I be there with him? It's so funny. I, I, um, I've just remembered that I, I, when I was at school, um, I had this really vile, horrible teacher. Mm. Oh, he was so horrible to me. Yeah. He definitely had favorites and I was far from one. Mm. And he persecuted me every lesson he belittled me he would make me read out my work to the class and then get everybody to laugh at me because he says you think you're so much better than you really are and he was just very very cruel yeah and it created he created huge amounts of dysfunction Mm. in me fear and huge self-esteem issues in me um he really and he was a he was a very he was a quite an older man and um he had been a private school teacher his whole life yeah and then he worked in the in the in the state system um, to end you know at the end of his career. Yeah. And he really was not a nice man. And unfortunately for me, he was also the careers advisor. So oh. in schools back in the day, you know, you had a career suite where when you were getting ready to leave school mm. or go to university, you had to go through the careers department, and yeah. they would help you and advise you and set you up you you know um, university you know visits and whatever. Yeah. And everybody had to use the service. 
and it was my turn and there he was and you could see this look of glee come on his face as I walked through the door he thought here we go yeah and he had spent a career he had a career in belittling me and telling me that I was so uncapable and he sat down and he said oh this is going to be good he said right tell me what you'd like to do with your life he said I'm looking forward to this and I said I want to serve God and he laughed he laughed until he was almost sick oh my god and he said you want to serve God Rebecca well I've heard it all now he said unfortunately to serve God you need to go to university and have a religious um degree yeah and he said that is far beyond your capabilities so why don't you think of something a little lesser oh my god and I said that's cruel I want to serve God and I said I don't think you have to go to university to serve God and he said well how else would you serve God other than being a minister and that was it yeah but he really did sort of persecute me and he just laughed at me constantly and scoffed at me and um a number of years later so I left school Mm. and I left school with hardly any qualifications because um that was a particularly hard time of my life and my mum broke her broken her neck and her shoulder in an accident on top of the dysfunction that we lived in and I pretty much became a carer and so school went downhill for me I didn't do well in school it wasn't my priority and I left and had to get a job to bring to look after myself and bring income in and um years later I was working actually for the ministry I just started working for the ministry and I started off working in the ministry um as a like an administrator Mm -hmm. um as somebody that sort of did all you know did everything yeah um I get the meetings prepared I would you know help with itineraries and it was just me Yes, and I would do it all, and I loved it. I couldn't wait to get in in the morning. We had a little office yeah. uh, attached to the church and built where we met. And I absolutely could not wait to get there. Mm. And then that obviously progressed, and I had a chance then to go overseas. Yeah. So I was in this, and I was, I'd was i started a theology degree. Yeah. And we've talked about this a lot, haven't we, my yeah. theology degree? Because I absolutely loved it. It was where I learned to read the Bible. Yeah. You know, and to sort of really, it opened up my heart and my mind. And, but I'm well aware that you don't have to have a mm. theology degree in order to read the Bible. So let's, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But it was a journey for me that was beautiful. Yeah. And I was one day, came out of my little office and I was walking to the car and I bumped into him. Oh. And I was literally walking down the street and there was nowhere else to go. And I could see him walking and he clocked me and I clocked him. And I thought, as I sort of had my hand on my hip, on my gun, ready. And all these feelings of inadequacy consumed me. I mean, I was shaking. I was so frightened of this man. And bearing in mind, I am now about 23, okay. 24, so years, nearly yeah. 10 years, yeah, since I left school. And he saw me and we he stopped me and he said, wow. oh, Rebecca, well, how lovely to see you. But you could hear the sarcasm in his yeah. voice. And he said, well, he said, I'm dying to know what you did with your life. And oh. I said, well, actually, I've just come back from Colombia and... 
I've just come back from America and Uganda where I work for the church. And he looked at me and he said, I doubt that. And he laughed at me. And I can remember just being paralysed with fear and humiliation and all those other feelings that I'd had as a kid. And I, but suddenly this knowledge came into me and it was like, don't try and steal from me my purpose. Yeah. Don't try and belittle what God has done in my life. And anyway, I had a conversation with him and um, it just so happened then that somebody walked by. Yeah. And it happened to be somebody from another church in the town. Yeah. And they stopped and said, Beck, I haven't seen you for so long. I've just heard about all that God's been doing in Uganda. And they started talking. Yeah. And they also knew this teacher. Okay. And he was put right in his place. Yeah. You know? And it was almost like that wasn't important. Yeah. It was not about, you know, being justified. But it was about the fact that every bit of fear and and lack of self-esteem that that man mm. had beaten into me over years drained away that day. Yeah. And I walked off, not in arrogance and pride, it really wasn't, but I walked away in complete confidence mm. that I absolutely did know what my purpose was. Yeah. And nobody was ever going to take that from me. Yes. And I think that that's what purpose is. Mm. Our purpose is where... We'll fight anybody and anything for it. We know what we are. We know what we're called to. We know who we are. And it is our our absolute joy to serve that. Even if we don't get the natural reward that the earth is looking for. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, And for me, I could never just have a job. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Because this is my life. Yeah. And I would do this for no money. I have. Yeah. I would do this for um, at the cost of anything else. Yeah. I would. Because this is why I've been put on this earth. Mm. And for me, that's what I long for, yeah. is to please him and fulfill and have fulfillment. Yeah. And I think that that is a good measure mm. as to whether you're fulfilling your purpose in life. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about ministry, because it's not. It's yeah. a, But it's about fulfilling who you are. Yeah. And I think true purpose is always about who you are rather than what you do yeah definitely what you do comes out of who you are yeah but we got to know these things yeah definitely. yeah we do we have to know these things yeah there's more than just like knowing it and it's like yeah you gotta like, live it like certainty yeah. of it but like i was thinking then in matthew 6 21 where your treasure is there your heart yeah there we go and even like what you're saying about like you know you'll fight for it and it's like if that's what is in your heart if that's what your desire is that gives you like that desire like that fire that we spoke about earlier yeah it feeds that so it is that case where like you will protect it you will yeah. guard it you'll fight for it right and it's like no one's taking that from you mm. but it's like if you don't know what it is you don't know what to protect or right what to guard because well if you don't know what your purpose is you will look for that your whole life yeah. but it's already within us yeah so it's like one of the things for me that i found is that like i'm physically I'm hungry quite a lot at the minute <laughs> and it's like you get to the point where you're just like i will eat anything mm. so like i mean i hate mushrooms if you put a plate of mushrooms in front how of me can now, you hate mushrooms horrible. we had this conversation in our house last night i can't live without mushrooms oh, horrible. but it's like you get to the point where you're just like if you put a plate of mushrooms in front of me now you'd eat it i'll eat them 
but it's like sometimes that's what we can become like spiritually where it's like we're so hungry but we don't know what the right thing is or we're not connected to that properly Mm. enough so anything will feed us right but it's like if you don't know what it is that you should be guarding and protecting you're right then you're just gonna go for anything well if you don't know your purpose you'll be whatever anybody else wants you to be yeah 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 so you know purpose is a very important part of our spirituality yeah because you know god's built within us who we are Mm. and what we're supposed to be doing yeah yeah and that takes relationship to know that yeah so i think where you have people that don't know what they're doing and they don't know who they are you've got to start at how you know what's the reality of their relationship with god yeah yes but also why is there such a struggle with god to believe that yeah accept it and die for it yeah and i think for us sometimes we do know our purpose mm. and we do know who we are but we don't like it yeah <laughs> or we feel that maybe that we're going to lose something if we don't hold all the power and choice to ourselves yeah but God doesn't want puppets. I mean, you know, we're not robots that yeah. are here to obey God um, because, you know, he's got ego. No. You know, that's not what this is about. No. God wants to lead us in purpose because it always leads us to him. Yeah. It leads us to the good life. It leads us to all the things that he has ordained for for us from the beginning of time. Yeah. And it's not um, a frog march mm. in fear to do something that we don't want to do. Yeah. It's a leading that we give to him in order to lead us into all good things. Yeah. To orchestrate our steps. Yeah. To lead us to him. And um, I think sometimes that's really evident in people where you can see that they struggle to connect to him mm. because they spend so much of their life fighting him. Yeah. And I just can't be that person yeah you know now does that mean i've had times where i found things really difficult yes have there been times when god has asked me to do things that i've just went flipping out there's no way i can do that yeah nearly every day yeah (laughs) in fact i said to you when i came back with the next level of the vision i scared myself on this one no because there are things here there is nothing on here that we can do in the natural we're gonna have to become something else in order to do it but I love that yeah. because I do know and I totally rely on the fact that he will have to completely transform me and I'm going to have to lean on him in order to get it done yeah. and become that. Yeah. And I just think that's that's it's exciting. exciting. It is. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Exactly. It's like that's kind of the, like that's the joy in it. That's yeah. the excitement. That's yeah. the energy. It's just that when you look at like, so when I look at my life and I think about, well, this is what I could create that into be. And I consider that whatever God's got for it is like so much better than what I could create mm. for it. You just think, well, why why fight him in the wrong sense for that? You know, when you always watch cheesy movies, um, you get always get the birthday scene, don't you? Yeah. Where the dad brings, you know, a, they've bought you a car and it's sort of a beat up old secondhand car. Yeah. And then the stepdad turns up and he's bought you a Ferrari (laughs) and you can't compete. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how I feel it is with God. Yeah. You know, why even my very best is nothing compared to what he can give. Yeah. You know, so why would I do that? Why wouldn't I want that? Exactly. And I just feel that that pursuit of God 
is really where the excitement and the life mm. is and, yeah. the, and where faith is built, obviously. Yes, definitely. But also I do know that when you take care of God's purposes, he then takes care of you. Yeah. You build God's house yes. and then he will build your house. Yeah. And that's how it works. But if we consume our lives with just spending so long just working on our own house and not really caring or throwing ourselves into the building of his temple, yeah. then that's not the way that things work in the kingdom of God. Yeah. We build his house and then he builds ours. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think like that that way of doing it, I mean, it's just like that. I feel the excitement of that. Mm. Like that's what I want to be doing. Like that's what I want to yeah. be doing like every single day. Yeah. But then it's like when things then happen, so when crisis comes, it's not really crisis mm. because it's like, well, it's just a blip. It's not a big, massive thing that you're having to face by yourself and try yeah. to work it out because you're like, well, I'm doing God's will. Yeah. And it just, it changes everything. Definitely. And I think if I look back on my life, that it definitely wasn't straightforward Yeah, because I had to overcome certain obstacles mm. and certain obstacles took me out of systems yeah so because of that my education path wasn't traditional uh, my home life path wasn't traditional yeah and so because of that you know it wasn't smooth let's put it that way yeah um but yeah I look back on my life and I I my life has turned out exactly as I would want it mm. yeah I mean there are three things that I would have loved to have done. Yeah. Right? I would have loved to have been an opera singer. Oh, I mean, can I just say, like, some of these we can still, there's still okay, time. Okay, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I would have loved to have been an architect. Oh. Because I love buildings and yeah. I love that whole, that excites me. Yeah. Um, And I would have loved to have gone through the whole education system and ended up as a university professor. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So those of you are, if you like, my carnal flesh desires. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in reality, but also in deep, deep heart, I don't want to be any of those. Mm. The only thing that comes clear to that, uh, close to that would be the university professor. Yeah. 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 But what I realise is that the connectivity to that is that that's what I would have wanted to be in that system. Yeah. But what that just reveals to me is my love for learning. Yeah. My love for learning. Yeah. I mean, you know me, no. I, I'm, I know that I'm going to end up, I'm going to be that 91-year-old on an open <laughs> university course. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. You know what I'm like? Blythe's had lots of prospectuses drop through the, oh, the no. um, door this week yeah. for universities. And to be fair, they're in my bedroom next to my bed because I'm thinking, oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah. Uh, mind you, if I had my way, I'd do three or four degrees all at one go. Oh, because I mean, I wouldn't. But, you know, I, I just want to do them all. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. I, I yeah. get very excited about universities and learning. Yeah. Not schools, but universities. But also, like, the fact that you said about, like, that you would be, like, a lecturer. Oh, I would love to do that. But then that just, to me, that speaks about your love then to kind Teaching. of... Yeah, to yeah, teach that to definitely. people. Which is yeah, so, what you do. So, you know, that would be my that would be my sort of desire yeah. in the flesh. Um now, does that mean that I could never become that? Well, no. Yeah. I it might be that, that that God could still work that into my life. But my purpose is not to be a university lecturer. Mm. My purpose is to teach truth. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. And so for me, it's just the expression of that. Mm. Um but I think my life has been wonderful yeah and if 
you know, I went home today, I would have no regrets about the my, the life that I've lived yeah. at all. Um, because I feel that my life has been purposed and lived for him. Yeah. And um, serving him all the days of my life is my goal. Yeah. It is what he will have. It's what I will do forever. Yeah. And I, I feel confident to say that mm. um, because I'm married to a man who feels the same. Yeah. And so for us, you know, our kids are getting to that age now where we're starting to think and prepare for our children leaving mm. us and going off into university in their own lives. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in the natural, we feel a tinge of sadness about yeah. that. Um, we like the life we have with our kids. Mm. But on the other hand, we are quite excited because that means we now have a new level of freedom and purpose yeah. to fulfill our purpose. Yeah. And so we feel very excited about mm. that. Whereas for having my children and being a mother to them has been a huge part of my purpose. Yeah. So things change, yeah. you know, uh, purposes change. Well, well, expressions of purpose yeah. changes, but I don't think our purpose ever really changes. Yeah. I think the way we fulfill that purpose changes yeah. many times in our life. Yeah. But um, our purpose is very, very mm. clear. Yeah, and we serve that. It's who we are. And God builds that into our makeup. He builds yeah. that up into, into our personality and into our beliefs and our values and all of that. So we need to pay attention to all of those things that work in us yeah. because they give us a really good indication about where our life lies. Yeah. Very definitely. much so. Yeah. And I was just thinking about, like, you know, what you're saying about, like, serving him, like, all the days of your life. Mm. And I was looking at Romans 6, verse 13, where it says, Give yourselves completely to God, every part of you, for you are back from death, and you want to be tools in the hands of God to be used for his good purposes. Mm, I love that. I love that so much, where it's, like, just thinking about being, like, tools in his hand. Yeah. And just, like, the intimacy of that. Right. And it's, like, so something that i've kind of done in the past and like i dabble in every now and then is jewelry making yeah and it's like for that you need certain pliers mm. and i've got i mean i've got quite a few pairs of pliers but i've got the 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 set that i had right back at the beginning yeah and it's like that holds a special place in my heart right. because it's like it was the first set yeah but it's like i'm very picky about my pliers because Every person has a different one yeah. that is better for them. But it's like, so if I can't find my pliers, I get frustrated because I'm like, <laughs> I can't do anything because I need them. And it's like, you can kind of imagine like God being like that, where it's yeah. like each one of us is unique to him. Mm. And each one kind of has a special place in his heart too. Yeah. But it just divine. Everybody has that divine, unique purpose. Yeah. But just that thought of being like tools in his hand, mm. that's him kind of guiding us and using us in, you know, in a good yeah. way. But it's like there has to be complete surrender on our part mm. to give up anything that we're trying to take away well, from that. that's where the desire and the purpose go hand in hand. So for me, my desire um, is to serve him all the days of my life. Yeah. My purpose is to worship him. Yes. And do as he wills. Yeah. And for me, that is sacred. Yeah. It really is. And um, I've always, I can remember when God revealed to me, you know, well, several times in my life it's happened where God has revealed to me 
specific purpose. Mm. But even as a little kid, I mean, I'm talking about five or six, bearing in mind, I had nobody in my family that was saved. So I didn't know about God. Mm. I didn't even have a Bible. Yeah. But I always knew that I needed to be where he was. Mm. And I can remember going to my parents when I was six and just nagging them. I want to go to church. I want to go to church. I want to go to church. Take me to church. And they were like, no, we're not going to church. Yeah. And I was like, please, I want to go to church. I want to go where God is, please. And they were like somebody shut this child up and so they had a friend yeah um who an elderly guy and um he used to come and pick me up with his wife every sunday morning and take me to the methodist church and that's where i got my first bible yeah and i can remember they would go upstairs to the meeting and i would go downstairs to the sunday school yeah and on the wall i can remember it vividly now they had all the paintings of like jesus walking on the water yeah and i could i lived for sunday i could not wait for sunday because i in my limited little mind that's where god lived yeah and i just felt so happy about that Mm. and i went for years um and I, until I, and that's how my journey of pursuit started. Yeah. But if I think back, certainly as a child from the age of five, certainly up until I came into this ministry when I was 17. Um, so those ages of five to 17, mm. what I call my wilderness years, <laughs> <laughs> where, you know, I just did, I just pursued God. I didn't yeah. know about government. I didn't know about churches. I didn't know about re- personal relationship with God. Yeah. I just went looking for him. Yeah. I would make my parents take me to the city so I could sit in the cathedral all day talking to God. Be- and also because they had a little Christian bookshop in the cathedral oh, wow. and I would take all my pocket money and buy Christian little kids books. Oh. And that I didn't have those because we weren't believers and and then I went to school and I went to most schools uh, back in the 80s were uh, church schools and so we would have church schools I went to a church school so we used to have the priests come in and the nuns come in and you know and I loved it I absolutely loved it because I just wanted him Mm. and I wanted any anybody that that represented him yeah and that's how my hunger was and I started senior school at 12 1982 September and I literally on my first day went and found the Christian Union and said right I'm here now how do I get saved yeah yeah and I got saved on my very first day of senior school yeah yeah and that was the rest was history I joined the Christian Union and my life began yeah yeah and it's just that pursuit I've always been hungry Mm. I've always wanted him and I've always wanted to be where he is. And that hasn't changed mm. 53 years later. Yeah. You know, I'm 53 next month. Yeah. And I've never, I've always wanted him. Wow. I've never not wanted him. Yeah. And I always want to be where he is. Yeah. And I've always been a pursuer. Mm. Always. And thank you, Jesus, I married a husband who's exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly the same. Um, because we believe in purpose. And I know as we're getting our girls ready to leave and go and live their own lives, Mm -hmm. um, we're reminding them of the purposes of God for their life. And to not go pursuing things, but to pursue him. And then all things are added to you. Because, again, it's just such an easier way to live. Mm. 
It is. It really is. But also it's a life that's much more enjoyable and it's a life that has deeper meaning. Yeah. But it's also a life where we please him. Yeah. And where he is delighted in us. Yes. Where we delight ourselves in the Lord and then he will give us the desires of our heart. Yeah. And that is a very beautiful, beautiful place to be in. It really is. I love it. Yeah, me too. And it's just so exciting. It is. Because life's not boring, is it, no? No. I mean, but I think also the thing is about purpose is, is yeah. that it does really, if you live a life of purpose and that really is your position, yeah. even the mundane is exciting. Yeah. You can get through the mundane with huge amounts of joy and delight. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't take you down yeah. or take you out. Yeah. Um. So... That really is a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, we give ourselves huge opportunity mm. for a good life. Yes. Um, because of him. Yeah. And because of his purposes. Yeah. So I do think it's a season that he's taken us into um, where sometimes we get a little bit of fat on God, don't we? Mm. Where we're kind of like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't know how I feel. Yeah, it was okay. You know, yeah, the word was all right today. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's okay. Life's good. But we don't feel that real sense of hunger and commitment and respect for him. Yeah. So I think this season is a season where he is calling us all back to the connectivity of a divine life of purpose. Mm. Um, and then requiring us to facilitate that mm -hmm. with our personalities, with our will, with yeah. our time, our energy, our resource. Um, not because we have to, but because we want to. Yeah. And because we desire to be where he is. Yes. And I think that is where life begins. Yeah, definitely. It's exciting, isn't it? It is. It yeah. really is exciting. So, guys, I hope that's helped you this week. Um, you're never too late to find out your purpose. Yeah. You're never too late to, you know, connect to what God requires. Um, and I just want to encourage each of us to just really understand that, that life doesn't have to be uh, boring. Mm. Life certainly doesn't have to be stagnant. Life doesn't have to be slog. Um, that we can live in that place of blessed, of being blessed, of yeah. having favour and of living under his grace. Um, but to do that, we've got to be where he is. Yeah. And that always is a good place to start. Yeah. Till next time. Bye. Bye.